0: Babies who live in order was crazy. You keep it in the dark. I'm a speaker from my heart. Remember them days, living our days in doubt. Remember them days, thinking there's no way out. Remember them days, I knowing which way the route. It's all good now. We out the hood now. Remember them days, all above under the covers. Remember them days, eating up the house with the oven. Remember them days, thinking that life ain't love us, huh? It's all good now. We out the hood. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. We're going to go back. I want to take you back. Because I was listening to the song that you just heard. And that song is called. Remember them days. Um, song by my man Beanie Siegel, and he had Eve on the Hook. I was listening to this song the other day, and it just it was yesterday, matter of fact, and it just brought back some memories. The initial memory of the song was just remembering the song when the song came out, and um big fan of Beans. And so it was good to hear this song cut it because it had been a minute since I'd heard the song. Right. So, you know, if it's been a minute since you've heard a song, it always kind of takes you back to when the song came out. Yada, yada, yada. Right. But then. The more that I thought about it, I started thinking about. What Beanie was talking about. In the song. And it got me to reminisce. And I just started thinking like. Remember the days when you had a whole lot less than what you do now? Well, I do. And so I decided to talk about it. And that's what this podcast is. Um, I remember <laughs> growing up in the 80s. For example. It's just some things that you just like now I kind of take for granted. But it was everything back then. And I'll be the first to admit, like, and I've said this on other podcasts, like. It's not like we had a bunch of money. <laughs> I can't say we were poor. We were lower, lower middle class, I guess. Um, In fact, I. <laughs> I remember my dad telling me um, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I never made more than thirty five thousand dollars a year. And I was like, really? I mean, because, you know, as a kid, you don't really think about that. And I mean, like you just know that you ask your parents for stuff. There was always food on the table and, you know, we, our lights were never cut off or anything like that. We spent, you know a few years living in the projects. And by the time I got to the fourth grade, my parents bought a house. And even after they got divorced, when I was in the seventh grade, you know, we still had, I got everything that I I had, everything that I needed and most of what I wanted. So it was no big deal, right? But I just remember a life where we just didn't have as much and it really didn't seem like that, but we had a lot less than we do now. And it seemed to be a little bit more simpler back then. Um, for example, like when I think of food, <laughs> and me and my man eclectic, we we talked about this. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or off air, but like something as simple as going to McDonald's. Like that was a treat. <laughs> like we didn't just go to McDonald's like regularly. Like that was like, you had to, it was an event to go to McDonald's in the eighties for us. Um, And what I mean by that is like, it's, it wasn't something that you did regularly. It was something that might happen once every two months, maybe if that, I, it was few and far between. And it was a treat. Like it was just, it's a Saturday. Hey, we don't feel like cooking. You guys want McDonald's? Yeah, let's go to McDonald's. And you know, it was a thing like, I mean, like (laughs) I remember my mom telling me and my brother that we were going to McDonald's and it kind of felt like a party. Like, (laughs) like like we wanted to break out and, you know, start breakdancing on the floor or something like that. Like it was just, it was just that infrequent and it, it was such a big deal to us. So, you know, being able to eat McDonald's was a huge thing. Now, keep in mind, there in, in 83, there was no Starbucks. <laughs> and if, if there were Starbucks, damn sure wasn't none in my hometown. So, you know, so it's just like any time you could get something, quote unquote, extra, it was a big deal. And, um, you know, when I think back to those times, like specifically when I think about food, like you didn't ever, like, I, 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 I kind of flash back to like the times where I'll come in here and I'll ask my kids, Hey, what do you guys want to eat? You know, I'm I'm about to cook something. What do you want to eat? And they'll say, okay, well, we want this. And sometimes, most of the times they'll go, well, whatever, dad which frustrates the hell out of me, but <laughs> that's another story for another day. But you know, they will, I will ask them their thoughts and they'll give me their thoughts on what they want to eat. It wasn't like that back, <laughs> back in the back in them days. You ate whatever your parents cooked. That was it. Like there was no, you know, you ain't getting no options. <laughs> I remember, um, I remember specifically my mom cooked, she was cooking something and it was brown and it smelled really, really good. It was called liver. And it was very, very nasty. <laughs> and I remember my mom putting the liver on my plate for me and my brother. And I think my brother ate his, but I, I I took a bite and I was like, yo, this is like, why are you making me eat this rubber? <laughs> Tasted like an inner tube, but like it was, you know, real chewy and I couldn't swallow it. It was just nasty. And she said, you know, you're gonna eat that liver. And I was like, I don't want it. And she was like, No, you're gonna eat it. And she was like, You're not gonna get up from this table until you eat it. And <laughs> Shit, I sat there about three hours, man. <laughs> I sat in that chair so long that my legs were going to sleep on me. my My foot went to sleep. Yeah, so you know, and ultimately, I ended up not eating liver. But you know, your parents back then, not nah, anything they put in front of you, you had to eat. And then there were certain things that I just didn't eat, like I, I was, I was telling Eclectic, like I don't recall eating a steak probably until i got to high school maybe and it might not have yeah i did i my senior year in high school so that was 1991 so (laughs) i didn't have a i didn't have a steak until 1991 it's crazy right but I mean, now, you know, eating a steak is something regular. I mean, that's that's that could be a Tuesday. <laughs> but no, we just you know, I remember those days where we just we just didn't. And I mean, something is I remember also like my mom having crab legs and I thought crab legs were good. But it was just like you, you do a lot of damn work for a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of meat. <laughs> I'm like, where's the meat in this thing? And I remember one time I didn't get like a lot of meat out of the crab and I threw the crab legs away and my mom got mad at me. She was like, no, nah, you can't. She's like, I'm not giving you any more crab legs if you're going to throw them away. I was like, I didn't know what to look for the food. I mean, it's not like this ain't a burger. <laughs> but yeah, food was definitely different when you remember those days. Um, oh, man. Remember the days of Christmas. Now, Biggie famously said he remembers when Christmas missed us. Yeah. I I don't recall ever, ever having a Christmas where I didn't get anything. Obviously, we got stuff for Christmas. And I will still maintain that the best Christmas gift that I've ever gotten was the Atari 2600. I think I was like 12 when I got it. That was everything. It was the perfect Christmas gift. I wasn't expecting it or anything. And to be honest, I'm not sure how much my parents actually spent on Christmas. Maybe that's something I should ask them. I don't know. I, I never knew. I mean, looking back on it now, I probably could guess, you know, but you know, the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip didn't cost $40 back then. <laughs> it might have cost, I don't know, $8. But I do know this for a fact. I'm willing to bet that between me and my brother, my parents never spent any more money on me, on, on us, than my wife and I have spent on our children at Christmas. Now granted, we have four kids, so you know it's more than two kids, but still. I will say this. I'm not sure how much money is spent at Christmas. I'm not. I don't ask. I can assume. But between the four kids like. Christmas is like major for them as far as, you know, getting gifts and, you know, now that especially the older one, older two have gotten older and, you know, they're in college. You know, so now it's more money than anything else. But I mean, like, if I give you $300 and then, you know, your mother spends another, and I'm just using this as an example, your mother spends another, I don't know, 700 on clothes and electronics. You know, you pretty much, you got a G, (laughs) And that's with one child. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm not sure how much is spent on Christmas. I will say this much, my kids their Christmases are way better than the ones that me and my brother had. Even though I will say we probably got better gifts. Cause there's nothing that I don't think my kids have gotten that's, you know, topping that Atari twenty six hundred, but you know. I mean, they've gotten Xboxes and all of this other stuff. But yeah, Christmas, I remember them days when Christmas missed us. You know, we weren't, my parents weren't dropping a G for Christmas. (laughs) It wasn't happening, man. And I mean, I'd like to think that a G hasn't been, you know, dropped on these kids, but I know better. Again, I can't pinpoint how much money has been spent. But I know a few dollars have been spent on these children. Not complaining, feel blessed to be able to, you know, do for them. But at the same time, you know, when you think about it. I remember them days when Christmas was everything. But now, I mean, to be honest, for these kids, my kids and your kids and maybe your. your, I don't know the kids that are related to you and your family, your nephews, nieces, whatever the case may be. Christmas comes a lot more often than December 25th. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, like. You get Christmas a lot. (laughs) And I mean. We did have a point. In our childhood. Where we actually had an allowance. Now, it wasn't much, but, you know, we had an allowance. And I remember asking you know, for an allowance. Now me asking for an allowance wasn't like the time where Chris from Everybody Hates Chris asked his dad for an allowance and his dad just went off. I'm not giving you money for walking around doing nothing. An allowance? I allow you to sleep here at night. I allow you to eat them potatoes. I allow you to use my lights. I allow you to drink my Kool-Aid. I allow you to nibble on them green beans. I allow you to look at that TV. I allow you to run up my gas bill. I allow you to walk up my stairs. I allow you to ask me these ridiculous ass questions. Why should I give you an allowance when I already pay for everything you do? Who you know that gets an allowance, huh? <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't quite like that. But yeah, it's just different, man. I remember those days. I remember the days of getting an allowance. I also remember the days of clothes. More specifically, remember (laughs) hand-me-downs? I remember them days. (laughs) Hand-me-downs for those of you who may be too young to remember, or maybe you weren't around or whatever the case was, hand-me-downs were just that. Let's say you had an older brother, right? Your other brother your older brother tommy tommy's 15 you jeremiah you are 13 and your mom buys tommy some i don't know <laughs> levi jeans <laughs> levi jeans size 18 um he wears them you know wears them school, wears them to go outside and play. And we'll talk about that in just a second. And eventually he goes from a size 18 to a size 20. So he can no longer wear the jeans. Instead of your mother throwing the jeans away, she says, you know what, Jeremiah, you can wear these jeans. You'll probably be able to wear them next year when you go to school. And now you, Jeremiah, you have hand me down jeans. Novel concept, right? And this way, your mom kills two birds with one stone because she doesn't have to buy another pair because she's been able to, (laughs) in essence, stretch these jeans for another year or two. (laughs) Hand me down jeans. And that's how it was, man. I remember them days. I remember them days where it went down just like that you had an older sibling or older cousin or whatever the case may be, or maybe even your father, depending on how, you know, how quickly you grew. If someone got something and they could no longer use it or wear it, it was automatically passed down to the next person or next kid. And that wasn't the best of ideas, to be honest. Now, let me stop and say, draws were never (laughs) hand-me-downs. Draws and socks were never hand-me-downs. Like you had your own drawers, you had your own socks. But everything else, you know, jeans, ja- definitely jackets were hand-me-downs. And, you know, for some people it was because they were cheap and they didn't want to spend the extra money, if you will. And for others, they just couldn't afford it, you know. So give you an idea, like I'm three years older than my brother, my little brother. So, you know, if my mom bought me a pair, (laughs) a pair of Vidal Sassoon jeans, (laughs) shout out to Vidal Sassoon. If she bought me a pair of Vidal Sassoon jeans, and if I didn't tear them up, they were probably going to go to my brother once I outgrew those jeans. And, you know, how quick he could get to the jeans just really depended on how fast he was growing. But yeah, hand-me-downs. Very, very popular when you remember them them days. I remember the days of school shoes versus play shoes. And what I mean by that is school shoes were strictly just that. The shoes that you could only wear to school. So if your mom bought you a brand new pair of Nike Cortez, dope man sneakers (laughs) you could only wear them to school you could not wear them outside to go play with your little friends you couldn't play football in the street or in the backyard with your school shoes on or your school clothes for that matter yeah you had you had school clothes you had school clothes and you had play clothes and so you could not wear your school clothes outside to go play. So if my mom bought me a brand new Nike t-shirt, that t-shirt was only meant to be worn to school. If you came home and your homeboy hit you up and said, Hey man, we're playing football at three. You go outside and play football, but you better take that shirt off. <laughs> you better go, you better go get a white t-shirt or something. You could not play in your school clothes. You could only play in your play clothes. And that was very big, very big. I remember them days. I hope y'all remember them days because those days were, were they were everything. Like I said, I remember <laughs> school shoes and play shoes. And, you know, things are different now. I mean, like now I, I'll admit now, like I like, I I've always loved loved Jordans, right? So, in this pandemic, I've bought you know a pair or three or four maybe you know of, of Jordans, and it's it's weird because it's like I love the way Jordans look, and more importantly, I love the way that Jordans look on my feet. But I had to tell myself the other day, like, bro, why you keep buying all these Jordans <laughs> you ain't got nowhere to wear them to because outside his clothes we couldn't go anywhere we're in the middle of a global pandemic what are you going to do with these Jordans what are you going to do with these Cole Han shoes you ain't been dressed up and <laughs> it ain't like you're going to church and it's not like I go into an office but I got the new Cole Hans and I got the new Jays, and it's like and they look so dope so I mean like At some point, once the world does open up, I will look forward to going places just so I can wear my new shoes. Because I have a couple of pair of shoes that I really have not worn yet. (laughs) And that's a good thing to have, I guess. That's a blessing. But I remember them days where, yeah, if you got some J's. You had to wear them, but you could only wear them out. You could only wear them to school. You couldn't wear them outside. Shh. Man, your mom paid $70 for some J's. You're not wearing them outside to tear them up. She would literally choke the life out of you for that. Literally. I remember them days when outside was different. And what I mean by that was outside was everything because that's where you wanted to be. And why did you want to be outside? You wanted to be outside because everything was happening outside. You stayed outside until the lights came on. I remember them days. I remember them days like it was yesterday. Like I remember summers in Florence, South Carolina, where you would eat breakfast (laughs) And you would go outside and you literally would stay outside for as long as you could. You might come in the house for lunch, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and go right back outside. Because here's the thing. If you came back in the house and your parents got agitated or frustrated or whatever the case was, there was a chance that you might not be able to go back outside. So you didn't want to risk it. You didn't want to spend too much time around your parents Because they might be tripping. (laughs) I remember them days where. Anybody. In the neighborhood could beat you. Meaning an adult. If grown people caught you tripping or caught you doing something you ain't had no business doing. They could whip your ass. And subsequently, once they beat you, they would tell your parents and your mom or dad or grandma or wh- whoever that you live with, because you have brought shame to the family, they were gonna beat your ass too. So in essence, you would get your ass beat twice. <laughs> I remember them days. We had a, a, a more more sense of community. If you will, you had to respect your elders. Now it was, it was yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, for anybody that was older than you, you had to respect your elders. When we got to the age where we probably shouldn't have been, but we were cussing, man, if you slipped around and cussed in front of an, an adult, You would just throw your head in the dirt and you would apologize because one, they could bust your ass. And then two, (laughs) you didn't want them to tell your mom that you was outside cussing. I remember them days, man. You had to respect your elders. And I also remember the days where you could go almost anywhere. On foot, or on bike. The only key was you had to be home by the time the lights came on outside. When the street lights come on outside, you better be in the house or in the yard at the very late, very least. But yeah, man, we used to go everywhere. When I, it's funny when I, when I go back to my hometown and I show my kids like the neighborhood where I grew up at my, my formative years, Um, sometimes we just walk and it seemed like we would be walking forever and It might have been a mile away or whatever, but we just, we just did. And like, we never got into trouble for, for, for being away because your parents just knew, okay, well, he'll be back. I don't see him outside, but he'll be back and he'll be back home before these lights come on. I remember one time we walked to this neighborhood, to this other, um, project, (laughs) And we went over there just to just to play is like me and like 10 other kids. We had our little football team and we went over there to go play against them and their football team. And we played in this, you know, this empty lot and we played and played and played. And then it started getting dark and we started heading home because why? We had to be home before the lights came on. (laughs) Before those street lights came on, you better be at the crack. I mean, you had to be. I remember them days, man. Those are great times. And again, there was this was before the internet, so there were no cell phones, and there was no way for your folks to get in contact with you. And to be honest, looking back on it, I don't even know if I ever came in the house and said, hey, I'm going to Timmy's house and we're going over here to play football. I don't think I ever did that. I think we just left. <laughs> we just left and came back. That was it. But your parents knew that you were always coming back. And it's, it's bugged out because now, you, you know, when you compare it to nowadays, you don't want to get your kids out of your sight because people are crazy. And then, you know, also these kids walk around with cell phones. So, you know, the kids probably aren't going that far anyway. Because the idea of a kid walking from one neighborhood to the next neighborhood, which might be a mile, maybe. what kid is doing that he he or she might ride their bikes but most of them oh they're trying to catch a Uber to get in a car with a total stranger (laughs) I remember them days man great times great times it's funny how this song took me back to all of that but in a weird way that's what music is supposed to do make you feel good make you reminisce Great times. It's unfortunate, you know, that some people didn't get a chance to live through those eras. But, you know, that's kind of sometimes what the purpose of this podcast is. Even if you weren't around, I can take you back. Yeah, I remember those days. Great times for sure. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5G.